I definitely think this is the earliest we've ever done a podcast for you, Jim. I think we've done it about early, you know. But I, with your countdown there, I was expecting to start from 30, like the live one. Oh, yeah. yeah to, to be fair, people were asking us where the live podcast was on Friday. It's totally my fault. Uh, yeah. I, I had a game on Friday, so apologies. The plan, hopefully, is we'll be back doing a live podcast this Friday. Fingers crossed, all being well. Tank, you've been having some tech problems this morning, mate. You still seem a little confused there looking into the camera. Yeah, because <laughs> the camera looks like it's fucking closer and like it keeps shooting off and going to the blank screen. And I like, you know, the only reason to do this podcast. No, Tank, Tank you're gone. You. Tank, you're gone. No, I haven't. Hey. <laughs> the only wish reason you I had. do this podcast is to look at Jimmy. He doesn't <laughs> want to look at Jimmy in the morning because everyone feels better than him. If you want to look at me in the morning, all you got to do is ask, mate. You can don't FaceTime you. Jimbo, you've uh, you got a busy schedule today, mate. We're on the clock. You don't want to get in the doghouse with the missus. No, we're off. We're off out. We've got uh, staying at Orton Towers tonight. So we've got a full day of it, full day tomorrow. Oof, jeez. Uh, I have to I have to admit, I hate rides, fairground rides. I am very much the photo taker and bag oh. carrier. I don't get any enjoyment out of them at all. I love them, but they're not... We don't get all the rides. You get a few of the kids' rides are open. Um, get to do the mini golf, which we all love. Absolutely love a bit of mini golf. And then we can go swimming today. And then we've got a night in the hotel tonight. Fair play, lad. Tank, how was the weekend? Did you do much? Yeah, went to watch Jack and then uh, actually went out for a few beers on Saturday um, to watch the Liverpool game. How was the uh, how was the head? Do you know what? I've said to me, mate, he would go out with Paul. Like, he's a great lad, but he, he like it's like a race. He drinks so quick. Like, <laughs> I can have a few pints, mate, don't get me wrong, but Paul's like, bosh. Must have, we must have had six pints in the first half. In the first and, half, and so, mate, honestly, and then the six second, in forty. Fuck off, tank. Jimmy, I, I swear to God, <laughs> you're what? You sounding like him off the in between, isn't it? Jay from in between. Yeah. Just, the chances <laughs> going up in the second half. I don't remember. Five pints in forty-five minutes. One of the lads said to me the next day. Last the next day, in a bird as well. Oh, Jimmy, steady on. Steady, Jimmy, man, he's man with three kids. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> so the second half, like my mate said to me the next day, Jock to come on and look lively, didn't he? And I was like, I don't even remember Jock coming on the pitch. Jeez. I genuinely don't remember him coming on. I don't even remember Nunes injured in his shoulder. Usually, I was like, what's that? <laughs> that that bodes well for when we talk about <laughs> Liverpool in a bit, then, Tank. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I was playing true four there with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim, Jimbo, what about you, mate? You do much? Steady away, mate. What do we do Saturday? Uh... Nothing Saturday. Played um, a, a tournament on Sunday, right? And I lost my head with one of the coaches. Oh, are you all right, mate? You seem to be getting like. Oh, mate, listen to this, then. Listen to this. <laughs> listen to this and tell me you wouldn't lose your head, right? So there was a, it was a tournament. So what? There was five teams there. And the format was there was a 5v5 game here. And then behind there, there was 3v3, right? And at the half time of them games, one went from the 3v3 onto the 5v5. So that became sixes and the 3v3 became 2v2s, right? So we were playing Bradford and they're decent. Um, and we were battering them on the on the other side, right? 6-0. And we were getting beat. Archie was playing on the 3v3s and we we're getting beat on there. When he went to 2v2s, one of the other lads sort of lost his head and he was having a bit of a he was having a bit of a moment, right? It was a central whistle, so it wasn't each game was done by their own sort of time. What a time for him to stop there. Mid-rant. Mid, mid 
Jimmy. Jimmy, can you come back? Jimmy, Jimmy. I wonder if he realises that he's frozen or if he's just continuing to tell the story. I'm worried about him tanking all his, his rage at football matches. Well, maybe we're only speaking about that, weren't we? About, about your kids and your coach and that, and now he's, he's fighting coaches and everything. That's what I mean. I was, there's me telling everyone how Jimmy's a real chilled out guy. How uh, did Jack go tank while we wait for, for Jimmy to come back? How, how was, was his game? Was, do you know what, mate? I must say it was a, the 1 2 1, but it was just the, the wind was absolutely shocking. Like, hmm. our goalkeeper was taking the goal kick and it was going to the halfway line and then coming back, and he was basically catching it. Oh, the wind was re- it was one of them. So do you know what, mate? It was a tough game, and both both teams kind of handled it well. Uh, Wigan were winning one nil. Um, Burnley got it back, and uh, Burnley scored direct from a corner with the wind just whipped it in and went straight in, and they won two <laughs> one in the last minute. That's mad because we uh, my son's team were playing as well. We had a game uh, on Sunday morning, and it was exactly the same. So we were playing in a place called Port Marnock. Um, obviously in Ireland and we were literally like it was the most picturesque game of football I've ever seen it was literally on the edge of like a cliff that overlooked the sea and there was like an island it was honestly beautiful absolutely beautiful but being by the sea it was ridiculously windy and I was saying to the lads on the corners exactly what you just said there we got a left footer he was whipping him in I said shoot I was like shoot at the keeper and lads go stand on the keeper um, and we nearly scored from a couple of those but now it's good good week good weekend of football we're waiting for yeah. Jimmy to come back because he's got uh, he's got dodgy internet this morning so he'll hopefully rejoin in a sec but I want to start by well we won't, we'll leave predictions to when Jimmy comes back right yeah uh, he was very vocal last he's week very he? very vocal, very vocal. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how, he, how he approaches it today after the weekend's results but uh, I want to start with Forest, because we've had a couple of people that have, have kind of reached out off the back of the game and obviously wanted to talk about, first and foremost, what an unbelievable result it was. But second of all, just highlight the quality. And it was actually Marv, long-term listener, who um, sent us a message and said, lads, can you talk about the quality of the Forest goal? Because if that was City, if that was Arsenal, you yeah. know, the pundits would be going wild. I think every single player touched the touched ball. The ball. In, yeah. the, in the lead up to the goal. Unbelievable. It's it's wrong because, as you say, if that was Man City, Liverpool or the Barcelona, Real Madrid, it'd be everywhere saying, look at this, 20, I think it was 21 passes, was it? Hmm. Every player touched the ball, 21 passes, some great little interaction play, little one-twos, you know, pick and pockets up. And it was just kind of like not spoke about them. For me, it's wrong, you know, Unbelievable goal. And I loved, I loved his interview at the end of the game. I absolutely loved it. I don't know whether you've seen it where he's just like, look, these are the these are the pinnacle of a football side. He said, so all we've done is we've worked all week of staying in the game and just hope, hope we have enough quality just to get that one chance. And it would, you know, it it was perfect. I put a tweet out which got a little bit um <laughs> got a little, little bit of transaction it said. And it's true, it's great that you've got a small club like Manchester City who can go away to a European giant like Nottingham Forest and get a point, Jamie. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know, I've seen, a, a, again, a couple, a couple of our listeners had sent us videos with the back and forth between the City uh, the city fans oh, and the Forest fans. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And do you know what? It, I think sometimes that type of approach gets lost a little bit these days. You should be yeah. able to poke fun. It doesn't need... 
yeah. you know, abuse. You know what I mean? Have a bit of a laugh about it. And it was it was good to see. But generally speaking, Tank, I, I can see a bit of a change now in terms of the narrative around Forrest and, and particularly the manager in terms of the job that he's done. Like he's starting to get his flowers now and rightly so. He's done a hell of a job. Well, we said that, I mean, I, I was quite vocal about him all along. And like when he was under pressure, I was like, you can't sack him. He, he's got he's got too much, you know, fucking storage in the back for me. You know, he, he's that he's that good of a manager. And it was always going to take him time. Uh, you know, ideally, they wouldn't have wanted to brought, bring in that many players, but he had to. It wasn't a case of where, like, they just were signing players as a scattergun. No, it was needed because they lost a hell of a lot of players who were out of contract. They had a lot of long players. And they got rid of some of the lesser players. So they had to have this big turnaround. And, you know, I was worried about, because Forrest would just get momentum before the World Cup. And I was worried that the World Cup would kind of, you know, stop that momentum. But what it's done, it's given him even more time to, to bed the players in and get used to the ways. Look, I'm, my prediction for the top eight is looking good or top ten. Yeah, to be fair, mate, people mock you. People yeah. mock you, but Tank yeah. only talks facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy's having an absolute nightmare here with his internet. I'm not going to ask you a question at this point, Jim, because you look like you're very pixelated, mate. So just sit. We'll 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 keep trying to add you as and when we go. Uh, Tank, I want to come to you about Arsenal, right? Because unbelievable result. Uh, unbelievable result for them. I'm looking at that game and I'm thinking, you know, how are they going to going to respond? Pressure on. You know, it's all well and good talking about Arsenal. You know, as as um, this brilliant side, but pressure can do strange things to a team. And this is now, you know, this is the, this is this the stick or bust time where every every game matters. And they faced some adversity against Aston Villa, and they found a way. I remember, yeah. you know, from a Liverpool perspective, it was actually at Villa Park in the title-winning season where Liverpool were a goal down and they got two late goals. I think it was Mane yeah. scored. And I remember yeah, scored thinking... Header, didn't he? Yeah, I remember thinking, Jesus, that, feel, that feels big. Yeah. I felt the same for Arsenal in this game. I want to get your thoughts on, on firstly, the, the game and, and the turnaround from Arsenal, but I want to talk about Mikel Arteta, right? I'm a massive fan. I have said this right through the course of the season. I think he's doing an unbelievable job. I think he's an innovative coach. Uh, I think he's refreshing in, in how he's approached Arsenal. I think he's he's reconnected, reunited the club. Unbelievable job. He's on the edge for me of being he's very, a little bit annoying these days. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes too far. And I say this, you know, I've watched Klopp lose his head sometimes. The best managers will lose their head. I know all of that. But there was a clip that went round of Arteta mocking the ref. I don't know if you've seen it. The referee was uh, signalled to kind of play on, I think. And then Arteta was mimicking him. And just, there's a just, he's 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 pushing that line, yeah. I think, a little bit. I, uh, do, do you not think it maybe shows no, sign of pressure? Or? Look, as you say, pressure does do funny things. It really does. But he, he's, he, for me, I'm, I'm agree with you, he's borderline. He's, he's going towards a knobhead. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, but at the, Jamie, look, we, it must be difficult when you're in that. You know, he, he's he's been backed. He's had big money, and I think he's probably way ahead of where he thought he was going to be at this stage. I think I think any Arsenal fan realistically would have took top four this season, and the fact that they're having a title challenge, I think that the, I think that result is that big on Saturday that this could be them going on now and pushing on. 
Really? Because yeah, well, yeah, because we were always we always thought they were going to have a blip, they were going to have a setback, and I think they've had it. You know, the Brentford game, the the defeated City, the defeated Everton. So, really, Villa's one of the last places you want to go away because it is a tough place to go, Villa. And I just thought the second half performance was kind of like, right, okay. You know, that that's, that's as you say, that could be a defining moment. There's still two points clear to Man City after this blip. Man City are not the same team as they were last season, as many other clubs aren't. And I just think that that's, that's a big result. And... People start focusing on the Champions League at some stage. They've got a game in hand as well. I think it was a big, big, big win now. Yeah, it's funny. You, you know, you see the, the magnitude of that because you, you, you're then looking at Manchester City and then they fail to win. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just shows how quickly title races can ebb and flow because if City win that game, you know, it's, it's, it's a completely different picture. But I think for me, with Arsenal... They're answering a lot of questions. This is the first time that they've gone through this. I remember, you know, Liverpool trying to stay, go toe-to-toe with Manchester City over the years. It's not easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you can see, I think I've seen a stat which blew my mind. Might have changed now after uh, off the back of the weekend's game, but Arsenal have only changed 17, made 17 changes to the team throughout the whole of the season. So far, which you think about that, the course of the, the season, yeah. like that's unbelievable. Yeah. I I still think in hearts of hearts, I, I think they'll run out of legs. I just feel like at some point they'll run out of legs and, and City who have been there, done this. I still think City are the team to put 10 games in a row. I just, I still think they have that in them. I, I look at the game against Forest and whilst it was a brilliant point for Forest, City missed some big chances. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's not like City couldn't have won that game. They looked, you know, at, you know, out of form. It could have quite easily been a different scoreline on a, on a different day. But uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to see how how this plays out. Um, I suppose for me, you know, when I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at Manchester City in particular, there's been a lot of talk about Haaland. There's been a lot of talk about them not being the same side. Do you think it's? Do you think it's? A case of them not being the same side, or is it just difficult to keep going to the well all the time? Tag, I mean, you've seen, you've seen Liverpool struggle this season. You've seen Chelsea struggle this season. A lot of these teams have got a lot of legs. Is there fundamental problems with City, or have they just gone into the pack a little bit? It's just difficult to keep hitting ninety points season after season. I think it's a similar thing to what's happened at Liverpool, but I think I mentioned this in the podcast last week. Uh, the thing with City is they've got sheer quality to come in where Liverpool haven't. Liverpool have got nowhere near the squad of Manchester City. Like, Grealish can come in for Foden, who's not had the great... I mean, I didn't realise that's that's the first start of the season. Foden's had this. That's incredible. When you think about his numbers and what he was doing last season, the fact that he's only started one game this, this season is incredible. So I think City and Liverpool have probably got the similar ilk where the, you know, the players have been toe-to-toe. But let's get it right, four or five seasons... And we're sitting here saying that Liverpool, you know, we needed signings to, desperately to help and refresh and get more legs into it. City have got some more in the background, but, you know, they used them players a lot last season. Now, I just think to go that 90-point season after season after season, it's, it's ridiculous. It's 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 going to take a toll because it's not just that, Jamie. That's what I said the other time. It, it's the training, what they do. 
And these sides are going to the cup finals or semi-finals of every single competition they're in. So, you know, it's it's game, it's week after week, two games a week and three games a week. And, you know, there is going to be a downturn. I mean, Liverpool are now looking slightly more Liverpoolish in the last two or three games. That's the only thing you can hope for. But actually, I think City is suffering from going toe-to-toe at Liverpool as well. Yeah, it's bound to take the toll. And you and you mentioned Liverpool there because, you know, going into that game, well, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about at that game. Firstly, Nick, the Nick Pope thing, right? I, I found oh. this this absolutely mad. And I actually, it, it really annoyed me post-game. I don't know if you've seen Jamie Redknapp literally sit on Sky Sports and try to make the case that this should have been a yellow card. I, like, I, look... Just because there's a cup, and I feel bad for the lad. You know, yeah. first cup final, unbelievable day out for Newcastle and their fans. That you know, the the whole club. You know, I I want Newcastle as a man, a Liverpool fan. I want Newcastle to beat Manchester United. You know, I, I want them to be able to put their best team out. I want Nick Pope, who has had an unbelievable season, to play in his first uh, first cup final. But at the same time, he broke the rules. It was a yeah. red card. It was never not a red card. But the, like this, it's there's two things that have come off the back of it. It's yeah, well, you know, the angle of where he was going and I don't quite think he meant it. And there was a play. Goalkeepers can't handle the ball outside the box. You're not allowed to do it. It's the rule. It's nuts, mate. The, I think one of the best tweets I've seen was, I think you you tweeted about it where the fella said, he's clearly hit his head, he's concussed. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, fuck off, mate. Yeah, I, like, well, I'll I'm be honest. You, I, I would love it because he's a great lad as well. He's a great lad. I've seen him around Burnley. He's an outstanding goalkeeper. He's only conceded 15 goals all season. He's one of the reasons Newcastle have been this good. Tough shit. That's the the, the, uh, the law, the rules are there. They're not to be changed and say, oh, look, he's a good kid and he didn't mean it. No, it's tough shit. You've handballed outside the box. Salah scores. Unlucky, you've missed the cup final. That's life. You know, sometimes life gives you lemons. You have to suck them. Yeah, it's honestly, I swear, I swear to God, um, I looked at this and I just, I, I just couldn't believe, I, I could not believe that Jamie Redknapp, who, who, the best of times, isn't the be- the best pundit. I'm sure he's a lovely lad, right? But like, Shit. yeah, he's not a good pundit. And I'm sat there and he's like, oh, uh, you know, just feels very harsh and. Uh, you know, surely we need to look at the rule. And you could nearly see Rafa Benitez was looking at this fella going, what is this helmet on yeah. about? Uh, so that, you know, by, by the by, is one thing in isolation I just can't understand. And I get we all support our clubs and we all look through rose-tinted glasses, but it's the most obvious red card. It hit his face and then the ball was rolling away from him and he went, oh, clawed. shit. <laughs> just clawed the ball back. Look, he probably did something on instinct, but ultimately it's a red card. But yeah, when you when you're looking at the the game, I suppose going into that, that was a that was a big game for both teams. Obviously, both teams actually were probably had one eye towards the weekend. Uh, you know, the, their next game where Newcastle obviously have the cup final. Liverpool have Real Madrid on Tuesday. Quick turnaround times for both. I think for Liverpool, Tank, I don't know about you, it felt a must-win game or certainly a must-not-lose game if they're to try and you know get, make a, a late play for top four. I have to say. I was really impressed with Liverpool. You know, first 20, 25 minutes, some of the Ooh, most, yeah. yeah, some of the most incisive passing, aggression, pressing, very much like the Liverpool of old, if you want to use that. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably been lost a little bit because 
and you know it better than anyone, Tank. When you're playing football, sometimes the ten man, uh, the ten men changes the game. It doesn't That's matter true. how you want to say it. it yeah. As a as a player, you know as well as I do. It's like right, we're two 0 up. We, you know, we've got a couple of goals here. Or, you know, they've they gone down to 10 men. It's kind of like you drop off, the intensity drops off and you try to manage the game. Liverpool were probably then looking at Tuesday going, all right, let's not kill ourselves here, lads. And they lost a bit of momentum and Newcastle had some chances. But let's be honest here, Liverpool could have scored four or five more, no? Yeah, Liverpool, I thought Liverpool, they blew them away. You know, it was a more difficult game. It's, it's horrible when you go down to 10 men. It is because it's basically it's a free hit for the opposition. You know, they're expected to get done anyway. So Nothing it, to it, lose. It's nothing to lose, but on Liverpool, I just thought that was that was the most Liverpool performance for this season. Not even I, not even the derby. I thought we were good in the derby. Don't get me wrong, but I thought Everton were equally as bad in the derby. But that for me to go there to the side, I think the last time they got beat was against us. Am I right in thinking yeah, that? Yeah, you were at, at the, well both times. So last home game they lost was against Liverpool, right? So, and the last game they lost was at Anfield as well. So. Yeah, and I think it's only the second time this season you've conceded two or more goals. Yeah, and it's both times against us. So that that's a big result, and I I thought it was a must win. I didn't even think a point was enough to get us, you know, even in. I'm still not too sure we're in the conversation for top four just yet because win our games in hand, we're a point behind. No, no, no. I, I, I yeah, I, I agree. But I'm still. You, you had us getting relegated a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, no, I did say we were close to relegation, and the, but what I mean is, I'd like to see another two or three performances like that to say, okay, this is Liverpool back now. Because I mean, let's get it right, lads. We've been fucking awful. We have right. been as bad as bad can be, but. There's only one way to go when you're that bad, isn't it? And it's on, you know, improvements and ups on. And Nunes, just let's say about Nunes, mate. Please is he do. the favourite player? That, that I, I don't think I've ever got a, a player who I love as much as him. Do you know what I said to me, son? We were watching the game and I was like, look, mate, you know, obviously I have two kids in my missus. I was like, I really love you, your sister and your mum. I said, but I think just below that is Nunes. Like, I actually look. He's I just going to say above that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably do, to be fair. But now he's. Yeah, I love him. I, I absolutely, I love everything about him, and I love that he's a bit of a rough diamond. But he, you know, even even that sentence starts to annoy me a little bit now because I just, I think he's a proper player, and I, and I think if you're looking for green shoots, I still don't think defensively Liverpool are quite at where they need to be just yet. I think they certainly look a lot more solid in midfield. But the one thing that gives me a lot of hope for the rest of the season is the connections that we're starting to develop from the front three. Yeah. I can see now, and I know you. we both said the Gakpo one, he didn't settle. He looked a bit, you know, like a, a, a fish out of water. But I can see how Liverpool are going to try and use him. There was interchanging yeah. of positions. There was uh, outside to inside runs. It, it, look really promising tank those front three. And when you think that you're going to have the likes of Jota, Firmino, potentially Diaz, maybe at the end of the season, I don't know if they'll risk him. It does vote well. He's, he's got, might be back, you know, in three weeks. Don't get me excited. I'm telling you. I've had a little whisper to say three or four weeks we'll be back. Talking of being back. Look who's back. Am I in? Am yeah. I in? Fucking Virgin Media decided to do work on the one day. Oh, I'd, I'd need the internet. What a, what a joke. Um, I've even got the missus's phone in here for uh, 5G because I get no signal here. So I kept trying to add you in. And, and like, I, I apologies. For... And then I was like, oh, he got rid of me again. Do you know what I, it is? Like, I, I kept. 
apologies to the people listening who may hear every now and then have heard like a it was like the weird <laughs> noise every time i tried to add you it sounded like death Do so it. it was just get rid of you again jim Mate. um you were, i want to hear mid rant why are you fighting again at kids football and then nice. i want to hear the predictions how we did Okay, so you want the back to the mid rant? So as I said, yeah, it went the back... condensed version in case we yeah. lose you so again. It Get went to... back to the you all heard the first bit, so it went back to two v two, right? And Archie was on the two, so the other kid was sat down having a bit of a wobbly, which you know it happens. It's fine. They're eight and nine. You did that as an adult. I mean, I do that now. Like I did that yesterday. So their coach. Who, by the way, I'd never, ever played a game of football in life. You just need to look at him to know that he's never played a game. You're still in fuming there, aren't you? Mate, I'm, I, uh, <laughs> he's gone yet. I he's gone. Gone. My gone. head was gone yesterday. So what His internet didn't was, drop. He just smashed it up. Tell yeah. the story. <laughs> so he, the coach was going, and he wasn't even on this pitch, right? So he went. He started shouting, get the ball, score a goal, get the ball out the goal, keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring. He's shouting that across the pitch, like, get the ball, score a goal, get it out of goal, keep going, keep scoring goals. Archie stood there going, like, what's going on? The other kid's on the floor, like... So he wanted them to keep scoring while the kid he, was on the floor? Well, he's not on the pitch. The kid's not even on the pitch, right? So he's, but he, he's not, he's having him, he's, you know, he could be having a mental breakdown for all he knows. And he's going, score, keep scoring, get the ball, keep scoring. Because his other team were getting battered by our team. So it was a little tournament. The format was you need to score goals to get points, basically. So Archie just stood there going, like, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> and so, I, mate, my head was gone. So let me a... just clarify, Jim, right? So he, so he is basically trying to take advantage of the fact that this poor kid is now off the pitch. Yep. So there is a numerical yep. disadvantage. And he's like, just keep scoring. Don't worry There's about that. no players on the pitch because Archie stood by the side of the goal, making sure his mate's all right, going, what do I do? <laughs> and, uh, he just stood there. So they were just getting the ball. Booting, and it lit, not big goals, even like the mini goals because it was 2v2. So he was getting it, getting it. And Archie went to me afterwards. He went, but we have to kick off, don't we, Dad? After they score a goal, I was like, I don't know, mate. So honestly, I was going, I went nuts at that because they had another coach on that pitch, and I was going, mate, I lost my head. I was what like, does, is this what how... does Jimmy Mack losing his head sound well, I like just these went, days? I like, went, is this how you guys do it? Is this how you guys do it? You got poor kid on the floor, and you doing this? He's shouting across. Luckily, I didn't. I didn't go full head loss. My missus was there because otherwise, it could have been. And then I was I was fuming and I walked away and I went, you can fucking tell that your lad's never played a game of footy in his life. And oh. then a couple of mum and dads who, who <laughs> laughing at that because you can just tell. But it was <laughs> it was bang out of order, mate. My I lost, I was gone. So did the result stand? Well, they listen to this. Bradford won the whole tournament by one goal, and we battered them six nil on the main pitch. So him doing that. Actually got them I to think win the tournament. So I don't, I don't oh, actually know. I didn't get the full, the full rundown of the tournament, but it certainly would seem. I mean, we were getting beat anyway. We were getting batted on the three v three. You know, it was regardless, but it was just like mate. And then I've got to try to explain to Archie like that's not how we do things. That's not how you do things. Like this sportsmanship. Poor kid could have like for all he know, poor kid could be having a. Asthma, an asthma attack and asthma, asthma, asthma attack. Asthma, <laughs> asthma, listen, listen. So, 
Yeah. Let it go, one. Jib. Are you all right, no, lads? Are no, you in a safe no, space I'm now? Still Come mad. On. I'm still really mad. <laughs> Uh, while we're just on the t- talk of like local footy, I just want to tell you both something, right? So, and I put out a tweet yesterday about it because there's a lot online about referees these days, the standard of referees, the way people speak to referees, how referees are terrible right up to the top of the game, you know, to, to, to local level. We had a referee yesterday who was absolutely brilliant, really? like ge- genuinely brilliant. From the way he spoke to the players, was complimentary, was positive, clear, kept coming over and speaking to the coaches to explain decisions. If he made, if he didn't quite see something, he's like, lads, I didn't quite see that one, but I did it. There was like yeah. clear lines of communication, really positive, come over at halftime, come over at the end of the game, was really, uh, really positive to, to, to the lads when they were doing stuff in the game, was having little... I just wanted to make a point on that because it's so rare, I think, these days. And I think we talk a lot, don't we, Tank, about the, the lack of quality in the upper levels of the game. Yeah. If we don't protect referees like this lad, who, in my opinion, the way that he was, and you know, I've played football my whole life, I know what a good and bad referee is. And a good referee is a communicator. Somebody who you can have a bit of back and forth with, who doesn't treat you like a naughty school kid. Lines of communication. He was brilliant. And if we want to get better referees into the game, we have to call out these type of things. We have to try and give them a platform to go on. So I just have to say, top, you know, top marks and tank few and far between these days that you see these type of referees coming through. It is. Do you know, going back when I was playing, the referees were so much better then. And do you know what? Because they used to speak to you. I mean, I've, I've told it many times on like when I've done, you know, interviews and podcasts about the referee. I can't think of his name now. Um, and he was a scouser. Tank doing new podcasts. New podcasts? No, friends. you don't want to do like the interviews and that. Um, <laughs> but back then, Jamie, you could you could have you could have a ref you could tell a referee to fuck off and just say such and he just ironed me out because I wasn't having the greatest of games and I had a fucking right moment and he just went, he said, Al, shut the fuck up. You're having a nightmare. Stop taking that out of me. And I, he just went, I went, <laughs> Oh, I've got nothing. <laughs> and I went, Absolutely done me," he said. "I told so, son. But that's the like the the that's what you could be with the referees back then. You could say fuck off. You fucking having a nightmare. You now. I think that these referees now are so far up their own ass. I think that's one of the big problems. They're so far up their own ass. They think they're perfect in every in every way. You can't I mean, talk to me. You know what I mean? Can't. Yeah, you, you're not good enough to speak to me. Or you know what I mean? I just think they're fucking idiots. But lads, come on. What what about some of the fucking refereeing decisions on the weekend? Uh, Seriously. Uh, yeah, it's it's getting to the point now, like, and this isn't anti-Man United, because we're going to come on to Man United in a minute, because I actually think they've done a, uh, Ten Hag is doing a brilliant job, and I think Marcus Rashford is 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 a credit to himself and his club. I think he's arguably the most for, informed player in, in Europe at the moment. And, and, and I think Ten Hag, deserves, he actually deserves a huge amount of credit, because I think he's doing a really good job, I genuinely do. Um, so we'll, we'll come to that in a second, but I just have to say, Someone make sense of the Rashford offside to me, lads, because there's no one. I don't need lines to tell me. I'm looking at it. I'm like, that is clearly offside. He's off. The fucking line. Am I missing off. something? Has there been ex- like an explanation on this? Because that was a mad one. I haven't seen anything. The thing is, is like the it, it, the body parts change and stuff, don't they? They put the lines where they want to put the lines, and sometimes the line, like lines, sometimes look skewy. But it's just. 
because of the way the grounds are and the way the cameras are situated, I don't like how the, the, the camera angles change for me. So one ground, you get a great camera angle, and then others, it's shite. So, like, what was a watch? So, do you think it's just the angle we're looking at, Jim? Do you think I think it's the angle you're looking at, yeah. And um, I was watching, was it the Champions League, Europa League in the week? And they have that automatic one. You know where they um, where they showed the picture? Like, they had at the World Cup and it does like it the three D. It's like the 3D yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'd be very surprised if you don't bring that in for next year because that is that, that the semi-automated one. That's yeah, that they're so talking you know about straight away. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know why they don't bring that in because then you know and it and it's clear and it shows you quite clearly which body part is offside to what body part isn't. Whereas a lot of the time you're looking at it's like the Harlan goal because the player's behind him, you can't see where his body parts are. So like. With that being then ruled offside, because there's only that one camera angle, you go, you go in. Well, where do you draw the lines? So it's just it's too much of a it's too much of an anomaly for me. Yeah, it it seems to leave more questions than it answers. Tank, doesn't it? I think it's it's now it's becoming a big problem for me. I genuinely think that this VAR is becoming such an issue for our game. It needs to go. I genuinely think it needs to go. Something drastic has to happen because. I mean, some of the decisions, like at the weekend, did you see the um, the handball for Tottenham? Yeah. yeah. Now, lads, on a serious note, in what what human can just sit in front of Vicky Buted and go, that's not handball? Mm. He's played the ball around the corner, straight into Kane's path, and his hands down. It's it's like, it's the most clear and obvious clearing of this fucking decision ever. And you- just the, the, like for someone in Stockley Park or whatever it is to say, no, that's not handball, lad. Yeah, the, the, the handball one's weird because it's. I don't know if you're the same, Tank. It seems to me that's the one that I actually just don't understand anymore. Do you know what I mean? There was there was talk of like natural positions and where your hands are, but like we've seen loads of examples this season where you're looking at that going, that is that is a handball. That is a handball. Like he's literally his arm is out. It stopped it going towards the goal. Was it West Ham? West Ham Chelsea. There was the one in the was it West Ham Chelsea game, which was yeah. a really obvious one as well. I just yeah. it makes no sense to me, and I actually just don't know the rules anymore at this point. I genuinely think the referees are begging it not to at anyone's arm because they they go in. They I probably don't, don't know the rules. They just either. don't know the, themselves. And one minute they go in, you know, like what was it? Was it the World Cup one or was it the Man United one where I think Fernandez megs a guy and the guy's going down on the floor, isn't he? Um, like he's dived in and he and he's gone to land himself on the floor and he's hit his arm. Like, I, 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 what's he meant to do? Like, just fall flat on the ground? Like, no arms to protect yourself or anything like that? It's getting it's getting a bit mad now. But in that instance, though, Jim, like, I'd argue, this is where it becomes difficult for me. I get the natural position. So you're saying, okay, if you fall, you have to put your arm down. But I'd still argue, though, that that's, um, in my head, no, that's I, still it was ball. I agree yeah. with you. I, I do think it is ball. But my point is, is like it was the old Gabriel one, wasn't it, against Liverpool, where oh, his arms up here and it didn't get given. So, but they then, apologised about that, Jim. So it's all okay week, now. <laughs> and then the next week there was another handball, and they gave it. That was very. It's just all. It's all. I think it's just made up. I genuinely think the game's made up. There's no such like before. You knew it was either ball to hand or it was genuine handball. Like if it was an ambiguous like decision. 
then you can you can live with that, can't you? You can live with a genuine mistake, like you say, with the referees, as long as they own it up and go, look, it's, it's, I, I didn't quite get it, it's a genuine mistake or whatever. But like you say, it's all it's all VAR, it's all made up, it's all refs being refs. I don't I just I just I don't know where we stand anymore. It tells you that, you... there's a problem with the game when on Sky Sports now every Monday morning we have ref watch. Yeah. For me, yeah. that tells you everything what's wrong with the game. Yeah. Everything what? because they're going over all of the wrong mistakes, what's happened over the weekend, and that's every Monday morning. It's fucking comical. And you know, if I have to listen to Dermot Gallagher try yeah. to help his mates out and explain decisions that are like, you know, when you know when your kid's been bold, right? Or your kid's bit been naughty, and you know that they're just li- like they're lying to you or they're trying to spin something so they don't get in trouble. Like when I watch Dermot Gallagher on that ref watch, it's like the the hoops that he tries to jump through to yeah. try and defend it, and it's like no one is buying what you're saying, mate. We know yeah. this is a big load of bollocks. I think we're stop, idiots. <laughs> yeah, stop treating us like idiots and just go, yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah, we need to need to be better. It makes it makes zero sense. And it, again, like going back to that ref at the weekend there, there was one one tackle and it. And to be fair, the, the lad caught our lad from behind and he didn't play the ball. It was a bit of a naughty one. But look, he was trying to play the ball, but he went through the man. But the angle that the ref was at, he couldn't quite see it. And, it, and, and he didn't actually, he didn't actually give it. And he was like, "Look, the angle I was at, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Sorry if I, I missed that one." And he went over to check on the lap. And you're like, "If someone says to you in any walk of life, sorry. kid says to you anyway, sorry, I, I didn't. You quite can't say anything. Back, best. Can you? you can't say what? I'm doing my best here, and that's where I think it. Like Tank, you said before, where you used to be able to have a bit of banter or a bit of back and forth with refs. If a ref turns around and goes, uh, has a bit of a pop at you or they go, look, I'm doing my best. I thought it was this. I might be wrong. End of conversation. There's no nonsense then. But it's just this, these lies and this spin that they give us game after game or the changing of decisions. Gabrielle isn't a handball one week. Then the next week, the same thing happens and they give it. It's just an absolute shit show, basically. But that takes you back then, Jamie, what you're saying about the kid who was refereeing your game. That takes you back to, like, getting, for me, getting shut to a VAR because it's just human error. If he comes out, he goes, I missed it. You know, yeah. sorry, this I is missed the it. Thing, though, isn't what, it. What it irritates me is when it's going to Stockley Park and these fellas are watching it and watching it and watching it back and they still come to the wrong decision, that's a massive problem. Yeah, it is. It is right. There's two things we want to finish on, lads. Uh, we'll do uh, we'll do predictions last, Jimbo, because uh, I want to see uh, it's the the race at the top is hotting up. I'm race told, to the right? Top. Yeah, well, it's fairly even. Is it a lot? Well, lot how even is it? For, lad. See, a lot to play. It for. is Tinterweb will go off when we're oh, just the, yeah, just <laughs> at, just at the time. Um, I do want to finish though with we touched on it a little bit there, right? I, I want to give him some flowers, and it, it look I'm a Liverpool fan, so it's not easy for me to do, but. Jim, Ten Hag's doing a good job at United. They're a different team now. For you know, I, I certainly think they had, and we t- thank you touched on it earlier in the season. They had a handy. It, the question was, they've had a bit of a handy run of fixtures, and you know, let's see how they get. They are churning out results, Manchester United. You know, they. I, I have to say, I was I was really impressed with how they went about the Barcelona game, and the reason why I was impressed about how they because and te- it's a difficult thing for me to say this because it's Man United. I actually kind of like Ten Hag, and I, 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 that's annoying. I don't want to like him, but as the football fan in me, I like how he talks. And he said that he wanted United to go there and play like Manchester United. There was none of this, like you know, let's sh- sh- shut up shop. Let's try. They, they, he went for it. He went went toe to toe. It was refreshing. He was talking about identity. 
he's doing a good job at Manchester United. I think he's starting to turn turn the screw there. And if they make some good, um, you know, good additions to the, to the squad, there's talk of takeovers. You, you can now see the runway for Manchester United where they, they go back to the top, can't you, Jim? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was sceptical on Thursday uh, with the Barcelona game. I thought that we were going to get... I did think they would get turned over now. They got a good result over there, 2-2. Um, and people will say, oh, it's not the same Barcelona. Barcelona are eight points clear at the top of the league, by the way. Like that, they're, they're flying. So, then, you know, the, the thing is, they've got all this clouds surrounding them and they, they think that they've still got a great side. You know, you, you take a lot of them players in a heartbeat in any of your clubs. So It's a Champions it's, League game, whichever way. I know it's in Europa League, yeah, but it's a Champions yeah, it's a League Champions game in league reality. Game, absolutely. And, um, you know, what Ten Hag's done is... You know, the first thing he's done, he's got rid of Ronaldo. That's that's cleared the air within the club. Um, and, you know, that dust has settled now. Um, they brought in Casemiro, who's seemingly pulling all the strings. The best signing Man United have done is Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy has absolutely transformed Marcus Rashford. And what they've also done, they were talking around it yesterday, is they've not got Marcus Rashford playing from the left, doing doggies up and down, wasting his energy they had yesterday they had Garnacho on the left uh, I can't remember who's playing on the right and they had um Veghor sort of he was doing all of Rashford's doggies because you don't mind him getting tired you'll bring him off he's not gonna you know he's not gonna take 10 players off and score your trick he's doing all the hard graft for Rashford you stay up there Marcus when the ball comes you sprint score and then have have a breath for five minutes because you know you might not get the ball and that's where they've um, transformed the team. They've got Marcus Rashford playing where he should be playing, how he should be playing, and keeping his energy conserved for where he should be using it in the right in the right times. Um, and they're doing, you know, they're doing fantastically well. They're, you know, Tottenham and again, people go, "Oh, it's Leicester." Well, they batted Tottenham last week, um, so you know that the, they are struggling, but they're no mugs. So. For me, I just think there's a couple of areas where they they can strengthen, but they look they look decent, and yeah, they get uh, get someone else. I don't think Veghorst is the answer. I think if they could get someone else in there to do to do more and help out a bit more, um, I think they I think they transform that team again. But even the Veghorst uh, signing tank, you know, a lot of eyebrows were raised. I think you know he's, he's kind of used him in a ten position sometimes as well. Like you have to say that like, that is a really smart bit of business because he reminds me and I know it's in a slightly different position but you know the way you used to talk about Liverpool's midfield and it was like what does Wijnaldum do or you know you, you talk about a lot these days of system type players it's a cog in a machine that allows other people to 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 do the, the sprinkle the stardust which as Jimmy's just said there very eloquently I may add Jim about Marcus uh, about Marcus Rashford <clears throat> it just shows that this manager's no mug. He's got a, a very clear way that he wants to do things. If the right player wasn't available, he's come in, he's got a smart bit of business, which will then allow them to, to go on in the summer and spend well. I suppose it might be hard for you to do, but is it time to give him a bit of credit? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I just wanted, Jimmy's just said he went to Barcelona. He was a great side and got a result. You tell me he was great in Ter Stargen, 
Araujo. Oh, by the way, Holiday, I'm so Alonso. happy you're going to try and spell all these. Yeah, you're going to try and all, say all these all names. Go on, Seriously, go on. you tell me which which players are great out of that side. That's one of the worst Barcelona sides. No, no, do the names. The do the names. Tell me who. I'll tell you who. Kondu, the little dwarf centre. Kondu, Kondé, but Marcus Alonso, Chelsea reject. Jordi Alba finished. Gavi and Pedri. Finished. Spanish. Two good players, Pedri and Gavi. Kessi, no one wanted him. They signed him on a free transfer and they've tried to get rid of him to absolutely every Premier League club since he signed in the summer. Rafina from Leeds. The, the manager come out and slaughtered him and said he's been shocking. And they've got Robin Lewandowski, who's 30, 35. So where's that a great side? Mate. Tell me that. Are you sure? Leicester City should have been 4 0 up at half time. He absolutely battered Manchester United from pillar to post. The manager come out and said, we are so fortunate to come in uh, uh, in front of half-time. You've got the most informed forward in world football at the minute. Take him out that side, that Man United side is bang average. Bang average. That coupled where he spent 300 million. Fucking hell. And you've got an 85 million fidget spinner who can't get the squad. <laughs> so, yeah, he's transformed the club. But I tell you what, when Chelsea, Tottenham and Liverpool all come back next season and Man City do... They won't be in the picture. They so you will not you be in the picture. You can't, you can't give him any credit for... for I'm not for saying he can't have any credit yeah, I think what he's done, he said he's galvanised the club. He's got the fans and he's got the team together and the churning out results. But yeah, I fully, fully agree with you. But I'm not being funny. Let's get it right, lads. They should have got beaten on by Leeds. They come back and got two late goals. You know, that is not a Barcelona great side. It's one of the worst Spanish leagues this season, Real Madrid have had to drop off the similar to what Man City, Liverpool and the rest of them have. I'm not saying he's not done a good job. He has. He's he's got the club together and they're all going in the same direction. And I agree with you, if they spend another 300 million, which they probably will in the summer, he may... I mean, lads, seriously... Did you watch the Did you watch the game? He should have been falling down half-time. Leicester did well. Isn't that the sign of a good team, though? Like, not... Con- I don't know, believe not- in a good team, Jimmy. I don't. I genuinely don't. If you took Marcus Rashford out that side, there's no... There's like, you know, we're talking about injuries to key players, what Liverpool have had, and other, you know, Man City have had a few key, key players out injured. Chelsea have had a shocking run of injuries. Take Marcus Rashford out that side. They're absolutely nothing. Nobody else is scoring goals. Nobody. You know, some of the signings what he's made are fucking awful. Oh, I don't know about that. He's all well, apart from Anthony, he's not setting the world alight. Oh, look, look, I'm not setting. Listen, that's just my argument with it. You know, they're getting a lot of rubber the green as well. They should have had a man sent off yesterday. Clearly, should have been no, sent off. Come off, no. Jimmy, listen, let the law. It's a red card. Every man and his dog knows it's a red card. I just think they're on this little bit of a run. And that you know they're doing well, and I'm not convinced by them yet. Put it that way. I certainly think they're a long way off from challenging for titles. If Liverpool make signings in the summer, if Tottenham start playing like they can do, Chelsea will come good with their players. Arsenal will improve again, and Man City will be Man City again next season. They won into the equation again. Do you know what I thought? That was the first time we were going to get uh, some some credit towards Man United. How wrong? How wrong was I? But to be fair. Tank has come out with some big statements on this podcast and people have slammed him for it, but he does talk fa- facts, so it'll be interesting to okay, see how uh, 
See how that plays out. Right, lads, to finish, Jimbo, you're up. Come on, tell us how we're doing on the predictions, please. I'll be honest, lads, we've not had a great week, have we, in the, in the predictions. Um, Who's we? All of us. <laughs> Well, hang on a minute, because I've got a message there. To, like someone sent me a message saying Jimmy's so far back in the league table now, you can see his receding hairline. <laughs> not that far back, mate. It's not that far Walk back. Off. No. You've had a disaster. <laughs> no, I haven't. I thought I had, but it's not that bad, actually. Go on. Oh, actually, I tell a lie. I've given myself a point there. Where I oh, be. look at this. See? Look at this. Adding on casual points for himself. <laughs> uh, so. Can I we just say though, got... Jimmy, do you know what made me really happy and the spotted it was your change of the United Free... score? I was like, oh, Leicester beat Tottenham last week, battered them. They've got to get a goal, haven't they? And uh, I was praying for a goal at 3-0 at about 80 minutes. I was like, come on. So, yeah, so we all got a point in the Villa-Arsenal game. We all predicted Arsenal will win. And none of us got a point in the Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Everton, Forest, or Wolves game. Not one point between. There us. was a few coupon busters though this weekend. Yeah. To be fair, wasn't it? Forest certainly won. No one even had Forest to score for us. No. Yeah. Um. The Leeds Everton. I could have tried to swindle the Leeds Everton one. I was it's contemplating cheating a little tiny little bit <laughs> until I didn't cheat, and then you thought, yeah, I until can't Tank cheat. was being honest. So I was like, "Fuck's sake!" I'm I, I did say though. To be fair, if someone's going to end up shaving their hair off here, this needs to be like you <laughs> yeah. know to the to, to the rules. So the Liverpool, Newcastle, Liverpool. You both got the. Um, Jamie, you got the correct score on that one, two nil, and the boys. Um, we all got the United um, Leicester score not score correct but the correct result and then me and Tank got the correct I got the correct result Tank got the correct score and Jake big, that's the a big score. moment that Jimmy that, big moment. Big moment. that feels big so what's yeah. the scores on the doors please, please Jimbo do I need two seconds because I'm going to have to do this again Oh yeah, it's got to how long have you had to prepare Not for this long, moment? To be fair, because my internet was um Oh here we go. The dog ate my own work and all that. You've only so, got five you... five or six things to add up in your Excel. Yeah. So you got five points for the week, Jay. Takes yep. you on to twenty-two. Tank got six big big ones, which takes you to fifteen. And I got three. Oh, minus that one takes me to 11. Jim's on 11, Tank's on 15, and uh, Homo, you're on your way ahead on 22. But a couple of track scores next week. I'm sure I should be on 17. No, you're on on 11. You're on nine, you were. You got one point last week, lad. It's not having it. <laughs> He's not having it there, eight. is he? You at got... all? <laughs> yeah, you've got, to you got eight first week. You only got City Villa score correct last week, which takes you to nine. We're and then you've got three, four, five, six points this week. You just saw what? Not the bus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> do you know if people actually knew the stuff that you send us on WhatsApp, and, and, and yeah, don't show that to the camera again because my mum, I think, watches this now on YouTube. So. I don't think my mum watches. You know, she's never said anything about it. Really? I, yeah, and she doesn't do anything. She sits in the house all day, so she's got plenty of time. Fuming. Just send her the link, lad, and just say open that. Right. 
Well, I'll send it a link. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus Christ. Uh, right, Jim, you, you're probably in a doghouse now, are you? What time are you meant okay. to leave? Uh, I've, I've even robbed a phone as well to try and use it as a hotspot. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy Alton Towers, lad. Tank, have you Good, got much mate. on for the rest of the week? No, our Jack's got a fucking hard one, mate, Tuesday. Our Jack's got a cup game. And fucking Liverpool Real Madrid. Oh. And he's, I was like, Liverpool Real Madrid are playing someone on Tuesday, you know, so and he was like, yeah, no, I've got a game, no, Dad. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for the right moment to say, mate, come on, <laughs> seriously. Who are they playing in the cup? Oh, I can't remember now, but it's, it's like... Um, it's, it's, we all know what decision's been made then, you don't know, even yeah. care who he's playing, so I don't care, mate, I'm not watching. I've already started saying to Shannon, would you want to go and see him, like, go with Millie and I'll put Frank to bed and Jack's like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, wanker. Could you not give it the old, uh, and I can show you how to do it if you don't know how, like Sky Go on your phone? Yeah, I've got Sky Go on the phone, but you know, I've got a nice big massive telly in my man cave with like surround sound, and you know, it's not the same, is it, than sitting there freezing cold watching a game and like looking like this? Yeah. It's Liverpool Real Madrid, yeah. No, I get you, mate. Look, I get you. The, the, the simple rule of my house is, Dad, uh, leave Dad alone when Liverpool are on. Basically, uh, I, you know, I'll do whatever you want for the rest of the week. Just when Liverpool are on, just let him watch the game in peace. So uh, that doesn't actually work, but I'm just allowed to watch the game. Really, to be to be fair. Uh, well, good luck with that one, Tank. Um, it sounds like we know what the decision is, uh, but yeah, good luck with telling Jack that one. <laughs> uh, right, lads, we're going to try and do Friday, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all good, Jimmy. I've got no training. Archie's got no training because it's half term. So, okay, right. Um, oh, I need to find that. So, shout out to the over thirty fives. We won in the quarter final on uh, on Friday, so we're in the yeah, semi final this. No, no, not, not, <laughs> no, not this week. No <laughs> not this week. Uh, but we might. Uh, I think our semi finals this weekend. I'm just trying to see whether it's on Saturday or uh, Friday or Saturday. So, once I know that, we'll plan when we do the do the live show but um right lads gotta go gotta go and do uh do the day job so uh pleasure as always um everybody that's listening that's supporting keep doing what you're doing and um, our support the support that you give us each week really does mean a lot so please do keep your messages coming tell your mates about the podcast or leave us a rating and review please if you if you haven't done so wherever you get your podcast if you could that would help us massively but most importantly enjoy the rest of your week and we will be back with you later on this week on the boot room podcast all the best Cheers, Cheers lads. Lads.